Welcome into the hop. My name is Stephen Humes, and I'm here with my boy Gabriel Apria. And hey. you have found us. You have found the craft beer podcast you've been looking for. Welcome to it. This is round 76. Oh, damn. And uh, we're here. We're in it. It's June now, and we're going to visit Anderson Valley out of sunny, sunny, beautiful California. Hell yeah. Heading back to California. We've been Mm -hmm. there many times, uh, but uh, we have some new and exciting beers. Hey, Steven, remember last week when I was like, maybe we'll do an episode just full of sours? I do remember you saying that, yeah. Well, we're in it now. We're in here it we now. Are. We've yeah, here we are. <laughs> so we've been kind of IPA heavy lately. It felt like it was time to bring one around for the sour heads. So listen up, sour people. This one's for you. And we found a great brewery that also happens to brew a whole lot more than sours. So oh, yes. Uh, but we're drinking all sours. Anderson Valley Brewing out of California. Been in the game. Forever, I would even say five ever. They've been at it uh, since the 80s. They're uh, one of the kind of craft beer pioneers in America. Um, yeah, we, so, uh, we reported about them not too long ago. They just changed uh, their logo a little bit, the beer yes. with the antlers. And uh, we have our, our can artwork is the old school. It's the throwback logos, but it's there's the nothing throwback wrong with cans, that. But yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> they got a new, they're unveiling a new can lineup. So slowly over the course of the year, you're going to see new, that new logo uh, hitting shelves. So that's exciting. And we're excited to be with them. And we're excited to have you with us. Uh, and yes. you can follow the show uh, at the HO Podcast. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Like everyone is. And we love to engage with our audience and our fellow podcast makers and everyone else. So if you're of the beer ilk and you're on social media, come chat with us. Hit us up. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We are a video podcast. You can check us out on there. You can see the beers. You can see our faces. Just search for the Hop of Craft Beer Podcast. And once you found us, Subscribe and click that bell. You'll get a notification every week when an episode drops or if we do fun videos in between. You can also subscribe to the show on Spotify or follow or whatever on Apple Podcasts. I don't know. There's whatever the new, button is. We yeah, don't know. <laughs> whatever Apple's new situation is, they need to figure that out. But um, you can follow the show over there and you can rate, review. We appreciate it. We love it when people do that to us. So uh, if you have thoughts and you want to make them known, do it on Apple Podcasts. Their new platform kind of sucks, but but you can still write and review over there. That yeah, still is can, available. It still works. Like we're not trying to yeah. say it doesn't work. It's just weird. There's it's, you got to follow, and there's like a weird. We don't know. It's not great. They need to work on it. I'll say yeah. that. Uh, as always, let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Uh, for any other beer podcaster or regular podcaster who has reached out to us and engaged with us thank you please continue to do that uh we love talking to you guys and hearing your thoughts and seeing what beers you guys are drinking because let me tell you something I, i'm gonna brag just a tiny bit last week's for 14th star like those photos i was like these are some good photos we took then i go online and i'm like whoa so I don't know if y'all got professional photographers or if you guys are just good with the camera, but they all look sick. The Beerfluencer Society is uh, is strong and they know how to take pictures. They know how to make some beer look good. Oh, out there they on definitely do. The can, yeah. the, the glass, they got the whole bits, a whole thing. It's great. Gabe, 
how you feeling? You ready to get into this? I feel like we should tell the people you... It is you... so unbelievably hot. I just need to get that out there. If I start sweating, it's because New York City is a fickle bitch. But other than that, I'm great. I was just going to say, I feel like we should tell the people that you've aged. You don't get the, the birthday Have drop. I? You don't get the birthday drop because your <laughs> birthday wasn't on the day of an episode. But one, one year when your cycles sink like mine did, oh. you'll, you'll get to have the drop. But other than that, Gabe did recently turn 28. So congratulations. Hey, man. Thanks. I, you know, I try. I, I, I put a lot of work and effort into it. Another journey around the sun. You did it. I'm old. All right. Ugh. We're going to get into some news now. <laughs> Beer news. All right. Highlights going around the beer world. Constellation Brands has announced that they're going to build a new brewery in the southeast of Mexico. Constellation Brands, of course, they are the U.S. brewery that brews Corona, brews Modelo, brews Pacifico. They've announced, along with Mexico's president, they're going to build a new brewery in the southeast of Mexico. So that should be exciting. That's sick, especially if you're going on vacation. Ooh. Yeah, that's it's going to be great for, you know, if they get it done and they get it approved, um, probably won't see it for a while, but it would be great for the economy of Mexico and also for Constellation. Summer's here. Summer's beers are here. Look out for that. And Pride Month is here as well, if you haven't noticed. So look out for beers brewed in celebration of Pride and also, more importantly, I guess, beers brewed in support of Pride and purchase them if you can. Some recent ones that have been announced include Four Peaks, Barrel House Z, and Nine Pin Cider, but they're cropping up all over the place. Our first story, get a shot, get a beer. If you haven't heard about this, ABI Anheuser-Busch has teamed up with the White House to encourage vaccinations. They've teamed up with Joey B for the, uh, whatever he's calling it, the month of progress or whatever it is, but the, Joey the, company, B. <laughs> the company offered to buy every legal adult's adult adult a beer or a drink if america hits joe biden's goal of 70 percent vaccination by july 4th now admittedly this is going to be a uh, tough goal to meet we're not quite there yet but if you haven't gotten your shot get the fuck out there and do it just so we can all get free beer now abi is referring to this as their largest beer giveaway in history which is probably true because if everyone decided to participate in it they would need to give away like like millions and millions of beers so oh yeah oh yeah can you imagine i mean yeah that's those a, that's warehouses a lot of free would beer. be empty <laughs> uh their beer sucks but you know if it's free like gabe and i like to say like free is our favorite flavor like if it's free budweiser it's gonna taste so much better than budweiser you paid for Wow. And this also applies to seltzer, non-alcoholic offerings, or anything else that Anheuser-Busch makes. So if you're not a beer person or you're not a drinker or whatever, you can get something else. Eligible adults, if we hit this mark, will just need to upload a picture of, the, of yourself at your favorite place to grab a beer, whether that's a bar or your house, to mycooler.com slash beer. Then you'll get a $5 virtual debit card that you can use to purchase your beer. So... Again, I say this is going to be hard to hit, but uh, Gabe and I got the shot. We and that's that's how we get to go travel the East Coast or yeah, whatever it is. Say, don't say don't say the country because we haven't done that yet. We haven't done that, but we're working on. We hit New England a lot. We got some more coming up, so 
yeah, if you haven't gotten Vax, get Vaxxed. Help us get some free beer. Uh, and this is, ABI is is just one company doing this. Like thousands of companies and businesses across the nation are doing things like this. Oh, yeah. But some national ones also include Krispy Kreme, Target. Uh, so you can get a free donut and a free beer. And also NASCAR, the NBA, and the MLB have all offered free tickets for on-site vaccinations. I don't really know if that counts for the NBA anymore because, like, that's kind of wrapping up. But MLB, you could get your shot and then go in and watch the game. But for the NBA, it's playoffs. So, like, if you want to see a game, now well, that, is the time. That's you know what, what I'm I mean? saying. I don't know if it counts for the playoffs. Maybe it does. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm currently involved in a uh, basketball league in the city, and they're they have discounted Nets tickets for people who are vaccinated. Um, so a friend of mine went and saw the first playoff game between the Nets and the Bucks for like a third of what he normally would pay. So yeah. get on it. Get on it. Get get that get that jab. Get the Pfizer geyser or whichever one you can get your hands on. Yeah, honestly, it's just which whichever's but first. I'm a Pfizer bitch. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, staying in California, Three Weavers Brewing company was acquired by Canarchy Craft Brewery Collective back in 2018, and now a deal has been struck for the original founder, Lynn Weaver, to reacquire the brewery to, quote, pursue her vision of a three Weavers brewery, tasting room, and restaurants within the Hollywood Park Retail District. Welcome back, Lynn. We missed you. Thank God you're here. Uh, no, we don't have any details right now on how much the brewery is sold for, but, you know, we love to see this kind of story, you know, having a, a founder kind of return to the craft beer scene of where it all began. Uh, Three Weavers has some dope beers. Um, I looked at their website very quickly. They have something that's kind of new called It's Blur's Day Rosé Sour, and it looks incredible. Um, fit for the episode because we're doing all sours. They also make some dope IPAs. I love Three Weavers. I yeah. That is that's one when you're out in California, if you just need one to like reach for like a go to, that's a solid option. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Canarchy's portfolio uh, still includes Oscar Blues, Perrin Brewing Company, Cigar City Brewing, Squatters Craft Beer, Wasatch Brewery, and Deep Elum Brewing Company. So uh, again, Lynn, welcome back. I think it's Deep Elum. They're out of Texas. Deep, I'm what did I sure. say? Alum? Elon? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It sounded Elon, like a deep Elon Musk Brewing Company. <laughs> uh, Canarchy is great. It's not, you know, it's not like a, it's not like a big beer situation. It's kind of like a, it's a collective. It's kind of like yeah. what uh, Six Point is a part of with like Southern Tier, right? But so, but it's always good to see a brewery return home to the hands that founded it. So, congrats, Lynn, on your purchase. It's dope. Moving on, the Connecticut Brewers Guild has partnered with the Pink Boots Society. Uh, and last week, this partnership unveiled a four-point anti-sexual harassment plan. This is a big, important step, obviously. It's something we've been talking about a lot over the past couple weeks. The Guild already had a zero-tolerance policy in place with regard to harassment, but as recent events have made painfully clear, it is uh, more it can and should be done. So... Connecticut is kind of leading the charge on this. Of course, we've talked about this before, but every state has these brewers, these trade associations, right? It's like there's the national one, which is the Brewers Association, but every state has their own, whether it's the Connecticut Brewers Guild, the Massachusetts, they're, they're all different. Yeah. So Connecticut has partnered with the Connecticut chapter of the Pink Boots Society to create this plan. 
If you're unfamiliar with the Pink Boots Society, their stated mission is to assist, inspire, and encourage women professionals in the alcoholic beverage industry to advance their careers through education. So the four-point plan, they're going to strengthen their bylaws and remove breweries convicted of wrongdoing from the guild. That's a big step because a lot of times we see these breweries get like accused of or convicted of something and then management steps down and it kind of scapegoats and then but they don't lose their place in the guild. Yeah, so, that's that's been a like a lot of it. It's just kind of like, oh, so and so stepped down. All right, we're in the clear. It's like, no, you you're not. <laughs> yeah. So this this is, you know, hopefully hopefully creating some more accountability. They're also going to be launching a diversity and inclusion committee to increase gender, race, and sexual orientation equity in the industry. They're going to increase access to anonymous reporting, which as we've mentioned on the show, can be a barrier. And they're also going to just increase awareness and promote a see something, say something mentality within the industry. So again, it's clearly a step the industry needs. And it's really good for us, for Gabe and I specifically, to see our home state of Connecticut leading the charge on this kind of thing. Hopefully uh, something we'll see more states doing in the future and definitely, you know, some positive change. Yeah. Great to see that uh, from back home because uh, we want to see it. Not, not just Connecticut though. We want to see it happen everywhere. It's, it's a, it's a must. Yeah. I mean, we, we mentioned last week, the Brewers Association, the national organization hasn't really done enough. So it's kind of like Connecticut's Brewers Guild is taking things into their own hands. So Brewers Association, we're calling you out. Do more. Do more. One last thing to do before we get to the drinking, Gabe. Yes. This week in gross. Son of a bitch, we got another pickle. We got another pickle. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about it. All right, so Coin Toss Brewing has released their Caught in a Pickle Lager, and it's <laughs> um, basically their their half penny lager blended with quote just the right amount of bread and butter pickle juice, which for my mind would be no amount. That's the right amount. Yeah, zero would be the right amount. And here's the thing: those bread and butter. First of all, they're not called pickles; they're called bread and butter chips. Yeah, yeah. they're just like crunchy pickles, and they're awesome. But I don't want it in my beer. It, it was first conceived back in 2016 for a beer festival they were doing, and apparently they got a hugely positive response. See, this is the problem. These are not these. <laughs> it's it's us, and I don't mean you and me. It's it's us drinkers, like like whoever is drinking this stuff and thinking it's a good idea. Look, I I we've been a little bit lazy on posting it because. Frankly, I've been a little slow on the edit process. But Gabe and I have consumed a pickle and a tomato beer that were very highly rated. And I don't want to ruin the video for anyone, but I'm just going to say it's it was it was awful. I, I still can't was, see purple. I <laughs> it, it did things to me and I'm a different person because of it. it so <laughs> it was it was it it was I'm but, sorry, but it was just it was two of the worst beers I'd ever had in my life. That one is very different than this one. That one had yes. other stuff. This one that was just has the pickle juice, so mm-hmm. maybe it'll be better. But yeah, uh, it just I don't know. I don't know. It's it's uh, again. This is like the third or fourth time we've brought up pickle flavored beers on the show this year, and again they're popping up everywhere though. And we said they would, so I guess I, it's another. 
just point in our pocket, but Shaq Mark. <laughs> Although I will say the can is kind of cool. The font is very fun. It's lime green. It's the type of green that if Steven held it, it would disappear. Um, yes. But Coin Toss yeah, Brewing is an Oregon City brewery. So if you're in the Oregon area or somewhere near there, you can either purchase it in four packs and I believe on tap at select retailers, apparently all summer long. So you can get it on tap in certain places, but they are they are canning it. This is the first time they've ever canned it. Described um, as surprisingly delightful. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently Coin Toss is throwing a pickle party, <laughs> or they did throw a pickle party, and they serve the beer along with their renowned peanut butter pickle bacon burger at their tap room, which doesn't score you any points with Steven. That... Uh- I don't think it scores you any points with Gabe either because I've heard of, you know, the whole peanut butter on a burger and even like a steak. We're not going to talk about that right now, but pickle peanut. mm. Yeah, this is a this is a hard no for me. I mean, Oregon, man, if the the Oregon's doing something weird. Um, I, okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess so. They have other good stuff, but uh, coin toss. We'll we'll talk. We'll, let's we'll talk. talk about we'll have it. a we'll have a chat about it. All right. I'm a little nervous for this. I don't know how it's going to go, but here we go. Oh, here we We're, go. I, I propose a toast. Pumped. Hike with me up the Navarro to the Briny Highway, from Cloverdale to Boont, and deke the Anderson Valley Gano Beach, if you abe a little. You may recognize many Kimmies and Appleheads, descendants of the original settlers who are now with Saul's grandmother. So here's the deal. There's a lost dialect specific to Anderson Valley, California. It's a tongue known as Bootling, and less than 100 people can speak it fluently. So if you're not one of those 100 people, here's what I just said. Come with me up the Navarro to the Sea Highway from Cloverdale to Boonville and see the Anderson Valley Apple Show. If you push your way in, you may recognize many men and women, descendants of the original settlers who are now dead. Now, why am I bringing this up? Bootling is a is a, a known as a lost language and it's part of this brewery's identity. And many of their beers are named with bootling terms. So to that end... Yibe, a backdated Chuck is no horner of Boont region Steinberg. So pour ye a heelch of Steinberg or Fratty, yinks and minks, raise them up, and let's have a tidrick tonight. And what that means is only a person behind the times doesn't drink Anderson Valley beer. So pour us a huge glass of your favorite drink, boys and girls, raise your glasses, and let's have a party tonight. Ball hornin'. <laughs> Ball Hornin? That means cheers. Ball in bootleg. Hornin. In, I want in that on bootleg. a t-shirt. That's in wow, that was good. I liked that. You 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 made it seem like it was good. You were like, I don't know, man. I, like this is gonna be I was like, what's he gonna say? I just like, I put he... a lot of research into it. I had to I had to dig. I had to do some I had yeah. to go to the library over it. It was I had to dig up lost languages. It was a lot of work. Wow. And I, I hope I, I'm sure I mispronounced most of those words. Ball hornin. Ball hornin.
Gabe, what are we starting off with here? We're starting off with a goza. Now, apparently, Anderson Valley is known for their gozas. Uh, they they do it in strife, and they do it well. So we're starting off with the Briny Melon Goza. It is one of their year-round selections. It is coming in at 4.2% ABV, 12 IBUs. Untapped gave it a 3.77. Beer Advocate gave it an 88. On the SRM chart... I believe the brewery described it as a six. Um, I want to say yes to that. Yeah, yeah, I would say five or six. That's pretty, pretty solidly accurate. It's a. Um, it looks darker on the cameras than I think it is. Yeah, it's a golden, just a, a vibrant golden color, um, just pure gold, and it's it's hazy or cloudy. Um, definitely a lot of you know carbonation, a lot of zinc to it. It looks. Uh, yeah, I would call it more cloudy. Um, I am. If you look closely, you can see bubbles uh, forming. Uh, doesn't seem to be a lot of lacing uh, as it's going down kind of quickly. Did have a nice head retention um, when yeah. we both poured. I don't have anything anymore. I've got like this uh, Stein V-shaped glass that I found, and I was like, "Ooh, this is cool." Um, but I had I had a little bit of head retention when I first poured it. Right now, it looks like you have a ring. I don't have anything. I have a ring, but when I first poured it, it was like, I would say an inch and a half. Like it was a huge head that uh, collapsed over time. And I would just like to point out, since you're holding the can to the camera, why don't you take it all the way up to the top there, Gabe? What does it say right at the top? What does it say right above Anderson Valley there? Ballhornin! It says Ballhornin. What did I say? I never noticed that. Oh my God. Ballhornin. I'm telling you, it's a huge part of their identity because that language, bootling, is indigenous to the Anderson Valley, and it's this like weird slang. It's not really a language; it's like a dialect, but it's this weird slang that like wow. people there speak, and now less than a hundred people still speak it. And they so they do like Here's a bootling the thing, word of the day at the brewery. Yeah. Like that's kind of dope to have like your own group of people, and it's just like if you want to talk crap about the person next to you, you know, you could speak like. French, but they might know it. But if they don't know this, you could say whatever the words. They, it makes no sense. But that's it, that's an aside. It makes no sense, but it makes all the sense. You know what I mean? It's just the anyway. words that they choose to use. It's like they, their word for phone was because there was some guy who talked on the phone a lot. So they say it's like Charlie something, and that's what they call <laughs> the phone. That's funny. Uh, That's from the good. brewery, read this beer. A refreshing balance of juicy and tart. Born from our passion for experimentation, our briny melon goza boasts a thirst-quenching tartness that is perfectly balanced by subtle watermelon flavors and aromas. Gentle additions of sea salt create a refreshing harmony between the acidity and fruity sweetness, leading to clean, dry finish. And I should say, they have a number of gozas at the brewery. And oh, yeah. what is interesting about this, so I mentioned at the top, Anderson Valley was founded in the 80s, like 87, I believe. Anderson Valley is largely credited with pioneering trends that are big on the craft beer scene in America. And so it was back in like 2013, which in 2013, I don't know where you were in 2013. Like, let's all think back. 
I didn't know what a Goza was. I learned about a Goza. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I learned about a Goza in about 1415, but mm. they started brewing Gozas at Anderson Valley in the, in 2013. It's this German style that at the time no one really knew much about. And they decided to revive it, bring it back. Yeah. And the trend kind of took off. So Anderson Valley, we, you know, we can't say definitively that they started that trend, but they're definitely credited it, credited with it a lot. And so they know it's, what they're doing around a Goza. Is yeah. And it's really cool because, you know, they have the little description about it. I won't read the whole thing, but um, they mention uh, refinement of our kettle souring process. We finally created our original Goza recipe, which is the foundation for all of our flavored variations. So they have this sort of different recipe for each one uh, with different added elements to it. Uh, this one is has Chinook hops. The malts are pale two-row, malted white wheat, rice hulls. The yeast is their house yeast, and the adjuncts, as they're calling it, is watermelon. And that makes sense, because if you look at the can, where it says briny melon goza, what does that kind of look like? A sunrise, or is it a watermelon? Or a watermelon. Uh, well but, done. Uh, yeah, um... In 1987, because it says it at the top here, after Ball Harnin! Ball Harnin! <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, back to the beer. On the nose, I would, up front, it's it's tart immediately. You notice that right away, but it's not the kind of tartness that comes off like, uh, like a quickly soured, like kettle-soured beer. It's, a, it's sort of a softer tartness. It's definitely got... Some citrus behind it, some soft citrus, I would say apple, I would say definitely, you know, obviously melon, maybe a little bit of pear in there, um, and there's a, a good bit of sort of astringency or yeastiness to it. You can tell it's going to be sour, you know? You know how when you taste something like a candy that has like a watermelon flavor, it doesn't taste like watermelon, but it tastes like mm -hmm. that sweet flavor? I feel like in this, it's more watermelon, the actual thing, rather than the like flavoring of it. And I really enjoy that. Just yeah, off, based fresh. off of the nose. It, yeah, exactly. It's fresh. It is fruity. It is uh, uh, funky in a way. It's got that tartness, but uh, it's not too much. Um, I'm wondering how much it's how much tart is going to be on the taste. I would assume a lot just because it's their style. But hey, maybe they made it smooth. I don't know. Um, honeydew, maybe? Yeah, fresh melon, I think, is definitely what, you know, it's like watermelon or cantaloupe or honeydew, like definitely some fresh melon. It's it's very, uh, you know, earthy and refreshing on the nose. It's got more sweetness than I imagine we're going to get on the taste, but it's subtle, but refreshing and it's only 120 calories hashtag staying skinny hashtag beach bod and i'll hashtag drink that. hot girl summer <laughs> hey ball horning gabe let's drink this goes ball horning steven wow watermelon juice mm -hmm. kind of I, yeah i'm surprised by how much fruit flavor we got off that i kind of was expecting it to just be a nose thing. I don't know why. Uh, um, it's not as... Uh, I feel like it is tart. It's not as tart as I thought it would be. 
I'm okay with that. Um, very fruity, very flavorful. I would say a kind of, it, it is kind of easy going down. Um, carbonation is medium. It's there. Uh, a little dry. Um, it's got that saltiness in there. You know, goza made with salt. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, that's a, uh, a thing they do. But, uh, it's pretty good. I like it. There's a little bit of crackery malt, not much. It's in the background. I think what comes to mind for me, I, yeah, I'm struck by how juicy it is. And I really like it because I, I, so this is the thing. Sours aren't totally my thing. I think that's pretty clear on, you know, it's not my go-to style, I should say. But I love gozas because they're not, they're tart and there's a tartness to them. There's mm-hmm. a crispness to them. I find them to be very refreshing and there's a you know a bite a zing in your mouth but it's not like kettle soured it's not that like uh super astringent like mouth puckering thing it's more subtle than that because it's natural it comes from salt water as opposed to you know just souring it with some kind of agent or you know it's it comes from the salt it's it's pretty great to know that they can do a kettle sour without making it taste like a kettle sour because like I'm not really getting a lot of it either. I mean, it goes that technically is a kettle soured style, so that's probably not the best way of saying it. But it's just that the this saltiness, like the salt water that's in it, adds yeah. a tartness that is also grounded. I guess it's not. It's grounded. not sour skittle. It's not puckering. Yes, it's, yes, agreed. It's not that at all. It's it's refreshing. It's it's good. This is another one of those. I really like the sour style. So hit me with your best sour, and it's like, well, try this. Do you like watermelon? Sure. Bada bing, bada boom. Right. Yeah. It's really good. It's and and in terms of mouthfeel, like you were saying, it's crisp. It's definitely salty. Uh, I think it leaves your mouth pretty dry. Like it leaves you a little thirsty because of the salt. It's yeah. like it's it's refreshing in your mouth, but after the fact, you're like, oh, maybe I need some water or something. It's like, but it's perfect for you know, it's it's light. Again, it's four point two percent ABV. It's one hundred twenty calories. You could slam six of these to maybe they get a little nothing. buzz going. And it's perfect for like this warm weather we've been having for you know the beach, the picnic, the backyard barbecue on a sunday this is a perfect go-to grab it take it take it to the bank you know what i mean yeah absolutely um you know maybe not this weather because uh you know this is the type of weather where you take two steps outside and you start melting um (laughs) steven doesn't like the cold i don't like the heat we're like you know we're 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 like yin and yang in that way that's because um, you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong heat. That's just all there is to it. Oh, New it's York the is, wrong heat already. New York is a bad heat. I don't know oh my if God. our if our listeners if if you're not familiar, like once New York gets hot, that is cut and as run. close to hell as I ever need to be. Yeah, it's just it's, smells. It's there's weird smells coming out of things. There's. Uh, I'm glad I don't live there anymore during that. So time. don't drink this during that heat. But this is the summer picnic. There's a breeze, heat, I don't know. California, yeah, I just, let's just say it. I just We're love how delicate it. it is. I love how how um, intricate the flavors are. I love the interplay of the juice, the melon, the you know soft citrus that's in there, coupled with the saltiness of it. It makes for a really nice 
really well-balanced beer. I think if you like Goza's, this is, I mean, honestly, if you, if you like Goza's, like the, the melon thing is a little bit different. It's something a little new. It's something worth trying because it's, it is, do I think it's particularly innovative? I, you know, it's not mind blowing, but it's just different. I don't see a lot of melon Goza's, you know, soft is a uh, very good word. Um, the other Goza's they have Frambois Rosé. Their cherry goza and their blood orange goza. Mmm, see that sounds delicious. Yeah, that blood orange. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, that that sounds cool. But I I don't know framboise rosé. I don't know. Also sounds good. I would give that a go. I'll try anything once. Let's talk about the company a little bit. Let's. Do they it. were founded by David Norfleet along with Kim and Ken Allen in December of, as you said, 1987. In the beginning, they were very small. They were brewing on a 10-barrel brew house. They quickly outgrew that system. So uh, they have since moved to, obviously, much bigger things. In 2010, in April of 2010, they were sold to Trey White and United States Beverage. So they owned them for about nine years, maybe uh, 10 years-ish. In December of 2019, the brewery was sold to the McGee family, and that's the family that currently owns it. So um, they've changed ownership a few times over the years, but always been Boonville bred, if you will. They're working on now, what, a 100-barrel brew house? 100-barrel brew house, 26-acre property house, tasting room, beer garden, and is home to the first 18-hole disc golf course ever to be built at a brewery. So if That's anyone cool. out there, including your brothers, likes disc golf, uh, go visit this brewery. You can have a beer and throw the uh, the disc in the net. I throw don't, the discs around. The, the discs around. I, I don't get how people did. It's frisbee to me, and I've never been good at it. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they, they they moved a mile down the road, so their original location is very close by. They just packed up, moved a mile down, boom. 26-acre property house, 100-barrel brew house. Not bad. And at the time, as we mentioned, they were one of only 20 craft breweries in the country. Of course, now we have more than 8,000, but this is kind of a thing like when we talked about, you know, last um, summer we had Anchor on the show. We talked about them a little bit. Sierra Nevada definitely comes to mind. You know, it's one of those breweries that was really doing craft beer before people were doing craft beer. Yeah. So they do really set, they're a trend-setting brewery, as evidenced by the Scoza that we're drinking now. And I feel like, because of the changes of ownership over time, like they're one that can kind of slip under the radar at times. Like I've known about Anderson Valley, but I wouldn't say I was very familiar with their beer. Yeah. Just because they, they tend to slip under the radar, especially being on the East coast, but they're just a brewery that's been killing it forever. Uh, They also in 2011, in my view, took a huge step up when they partnered with wild Turkey bourbon and started doing some bourbon barrel aged beers, which I mean, we have to get Mike involved whenever we say. Exclamation point! Thank you, Mike. Mike approves. Yeah, they're, this, which they're uh, still doing today. So they, you know, that gave them a, today. The beers look incredible. I can't wait yes. to talk about those later. But oh, me oh my, call a doctor. They look incredible. Um, they they really, as you said, you know, the trendsetters. They 
They really want to do things, you know, original, but bring back styles, aka the Goza style. You know, I mean, they they do it their way, and we love to see that. So I, I'm loving this. And another trend that they were kind of on the forefront of is uh, environmental initiatives. You know, it's a big part of who they are in two. Th- I mean, they, they even say on their website, you know, we were green before it was trendy to be green, right? They yeah, yeah. installed a 80, uh, $860,000 solar array, which provides half of their electrical needs more than that. In 2006, they did that. So that's way long ago uh, they've won the WRAP award the waste reduction awards program they've won that multiple years in a row their organic waste is recycled they recycle their spent grain or give it to you know local farmers as well as hops and yeast yeah they have their own wastewater treatment plant that they operate they um which they also use to irrigate the 28 acres of their brewery. Like they have all different kinds of initiatives like this. It's a big yeah. part of who they are. And um, well, so again, I, you know, I mean, I would hope they would be green. Their mascot is a bear with antlers and uh, they need it to be green outside and to enjoy the nature. Um, In order to grow antlers on a bear, it has to be green. It has to be green. How close is this place to San Diego? Anderson Valley is more uh, north from more northern California, I think. Um, but I can vet that because it would be really stupid if uh, I was wrong about it. So let's double check and make sure I'm right about that. Well, in the meantime, I just wanted to bring him out. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> I don't know if it'll make sense. <laughs> That's Probably why you not. asked. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, they're just, up in... They're 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 frankly nowhere near Shit. they're north of San Francisco, Damn they're it. north of Sacramento, they're up in the Mendocino County, they're Got very okay. very north. Well every, I mean well, we've we've just missed we so many opportunities anyway. <laughs> to play him. Like we've done so many San Diego breweries and then like when we're done recording, we're like, Oh shit, we didn't play Ron. So <laughs> I just figured like maybe we'll eh, Oh, whatever. why not? Yeah, we're it's not. California. California is a big state. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I think this is surprisingly delightful. I love it. I think it's very well balanced. I think that if I, you know, again, sours not being my go-to style, Goza's not being my go-to style, but if somebody, if I was at a party and someone was like, here, drink this, we don't have anything else, I would be perfectly happy with this. Might need a few of them to feel a little buzz. Right. But... Delicious, well-balanced, refreshing, perfect summer beer. Well done. Same Z's. Um, I'm thirsty, but that's okay. It's from the salt. Uh, refreshing, flavorful, wonderful, very straightforward. Um, a winner. I would love to try the other Gozas. I would love to see how they stack up against each other. And uh, that's how I feel. And uh, we have one more to drink don't we we do indeed let's do number two so it's the tropical hazy sour ale which is an ale with passion fruit guava and coriander it is again 4.2 percent abv the brewery has it at 12 ibus color very similar they put it in the five to seven range i would say it's a little bit more golden than the other one so maybe more towards seven if we called the last one six 
Mine it looks is, very darker than yours. Interesting. Yeah, probably just lighting. I mean, mine's like, yeah. it's just like, it's less hazy, so there's more like glow to it. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Mine's, I wouldn't say hazy, I would say cloudy again. Beer Advocate has it at 89, Untapped has it at 3.71. I'm drinking out of a Tiku glass. Gabe is drinking out of... Tiku glass. A Tiku glass. Tiku glass. I said Tiku. Because we're professionals. This poured with, I would say, a similar, um, maybe a little bit less, maybe like a inch, half inch to inch of white, kind of frothy, fizzy head, which dissipated quickly. No I lacing still, at all. I still have like a centimeter of the uh, of the head. Yeah, you have a little retention. Yeah, it's so. This is this is different. You know, it's not a goza. It's a sour ale. Uh, the coriander is going to add a sour element to it. There's a bunch of fruit in there, like I said, passion fruit and guava. And this is a kettle soured beer. Which is similar, it's a similar style to the Goza, but there's no salt water involved. So it's more of a direct souring, if you and will. And this is, this is a newbie. It was first brewed in 2020. So this is uh, very, very new. Um, it won bronze award for the Australian International Beer Awards. So it's an award winner. Ayo. Ayo. Uh, hops in here. Chinook again. The malts, we have pale two-row, malted white wheat, and rice hulls. The yeast is their house yeast. So all of that is really the same as the last one. It's all the same information. The only difference here are the adjuncts, which is guava and passion fruit versus watermelon. Again, not to beat this dead horse, but the difference being there's no salt water in here. It's not a goza. It's a similar style, but it's not a goza. Oh, it smells very fruity and guava, and I feel like I should be like salsa dancing on the beach at night with a fire and some steak anyone else just me <laughs> <laughs> on an island somewhere it's on an island somewhere yeah it's got more tropical fruit mm, than the last sure. one the last one was much more earthy much more soft much more delicate this one is more pineapple more passion fruit some mango green apple you know all that stuff comes through uh, like lay, lay down in a hammock and drink this. Yeah. Work on yeah, that I mean, suntan, or in my case, sunburn. Again, the tartness is there as well. Like You can definitely tell it's going to be tart. Do I get coriander off it? I don't know. I um, just feel like the other things have, are, are so, so much stronger that it may be hidden. I'm not really getting it either, to be honest with you, but uh, maybe it's in the taste. I don't know. The brewery's description, this beer is brewed to be pleasingly tart and refreshing using a traditional kettle souring method, similar to our renowned award-winning Goza series. Tropical flavors are introduced in the fermentation process through the use of real guava and passion fruit. Finally, we found that leaving the beer hazy resulted in a more aromatic beer and added to the overall balance of the beverage. As a bonus, we kept it low calorie and low carb. So, Oh, thank God. This is our skinny episode of the hot, hot girl this summer, the- man. This is our hot girl <laughs> summer episode for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It does smell tart, but it doesn't smell it doesn't smell sour patchy at all. It smells fruity and delicious and wonderful and I'm a hazy sour ale. Those are three words I don't always put together, so I'm I'm very excited. Well, let's get into it. For Ball the last time, Gabe. Ball Hornin. Ball Hornin. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Yeah. Yeah. See, you know, I've been ranting on the show about how kettle souring just makes a beer super tart and puckering to the point that I, it, I, it, it's a little unpleasant to me just because of my palate, and that's why I like the Gozas. And then as we started to get into this, I was like, it's the same ingredients as the Goza. It smells like the Goza. This might be a kettle sour. No, I, I was right, and the beer tricked me. I was right. This is way more tart than the Goza. This is super puckering. This yes. is super sour. It has those tropical fruit citrus notes, definitely the blood orange, the passion fruit, comes through, you get some guava, you get some mango, but it's very astringent. It's very salty, might not even be the right word. It's very yeah. acidic, um, and it's very it's very sour. If you like sour beers, you will like this, but if you don't like sours, this isn't going to get no. you into it. It's tart, like big time. Yes, and to be fair, that first, it's I don't know what it is with sours, but for me... That first sip is so much different than every other one. Like, I've taken three sips. The first sip, I was like, whoa, okay, Sour Patch, pucker up. But sips two and three, it's there for sure. But I feel like once your taste buds and your tongue kind of get used to it, it's kind of a little more smooth sailing. However, yes, it is a lot more tart than the Goza. It's very different. Um, It is still... Uh, thirst quenching while also leaving you a little thirsty. The flavors are there though. I'm really loving the the guava um and the the passion fruit. Uh, uh coriander was is uh hidden. They they're shy and they they don't want to come out to play. <laughs> it's 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 very peppery in the mouth. It's got a whole lot of zing in the mouthfeel. Is I would say the carbonation is very high. I would say it's medium to light bodied in terms of flavor and in terms of like the overall mouthfeel, but the carbonation is, is very high. It's dry. I mean, to your point, I don't think that I think it's a little bit more refreshing than the Goza just because the Goza did because of the salts that was in there and the salinity, it left me thirsty. Like I needed water. This one I don't think does that quite as much because there's less actual salt in the beer. Um, but I think Other my that, favorite part is the back end. I really like what that last kind of when you take that breath, the the last final thing you're tasting is that fruitiness and those those flavors are really kind of just I don't know how else to describe it. They're like dancing in your cool. palate. Um I, I really enjoy it. I think it's cool. Um this is definitely not something I would normally reach for, so I'm glad we have it. I think it's fun, ball horning, and <laughs> it's uh, just, yeah. yeah, it's just. Um, I don't know what it is about kettle souring and that level of acidity. It's definitely the acidity. It's like it is just there's there's so much. Um, no, we get it. You hate it, and you think everyone who makes kettle sour should go f that. themselves. I no, just, that's cool. If I'm gonna reach for a sour beer, I'd rather have a beer that's Asian, a fooder, feeder, fodder. <laughs> Boater, we still whatever don't know the how to big say thing is, yeah. I'd rather have a beer aged in that, or aged in a barrel, or soured in a cool ship, or a goza, something that's soured in the tank, like a kettle soured beer. Even if the goza is technically kettle soured, but when you do it this way, it is just so acidic that for me, 
it's not my jam, but for a lot of wine drinkers, it is. And that's why I think that, you know, this kind of beer is important to have. And um, to your point, the flavors that are in there are really good. The tropical flavors are a really nice addition to this style. Um, It is balanced. It is flavorful. It's quite a beer experience given that it's, you know, 100 calorie or whatever, 120 calorie, 4% beer. You're getting your money's worth. Is it 120? Because I know the goes is 120. It's I don't know, but it's they you know it's they mentioned low. how it's low calorie and so how low can it be? How really? low can you go? Yeah, I I does it make sense to rank? I think it makes sense to rank these. All right, well that's easy for me. <laughs> Goza's Goza kettle sour, but you know I yeah I think I'm gonna choose Goza as well, but I'm not choosing it for that reason. I think my reason is just. Uh, the flavor and the overall profile of it. Uh, the hazy sour ale is good. I don't dislike it. I think it's for a very specific type of person, which is fine. Uh, but I feel like the Goza is more flavorful and is for a broader audience. Yeah, it's just more delicate, and I appreciate it yeah. a little bit more. But that's not to knock. I think they did. They let's put it this way. They did a really fantastic job with both of these beers. Yes. One of them just happens to be less of our style than the other one. Correct. And that's not a knock on the beer at all. It's just our preference. But they did a great job creating two beers that are, I mean, and the Goza is like a go-to thing for them, you know? So Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really cool to see, you know, this is like, this is what we do. It's like, well, we want to do that, but we also want the weird different stuff. And so I feel like yeah. we kind of touched on both of those, which is great. Are you ready to talk about some outdated can art? I am ready to talk about the throwback can art. All right. Can Art and Crafts. Yeah, Can Arts and Crafts. We are back. Bob Ross is here, and he is joined by a very special guest today. I have with me... Joey Bosa from the Los Angeles Chargers. Why do you have him? Because his nickname on the team is Big Bear. And that's the logo for the brewery. So I figured it'd be appropriate to have them both. They're buds. They're hanging out. Beer number one, the Goza. We've got, you know, the the throwback logo is a bear with antlers drinking from a river. Uh, It's got the font with what appears to be some sort of sunset, but the colors dark green lime green and reddish pink indicate a watermelon it's very eye-catching uh it tells this can art tells you what this beer is and i appreciate that so that's dope then we've got this trippy sob the hazy sour ale has got the bear on it but there's a lot of explosive green and purple and pink and yellow colors that are kind of very eye-catching and very almost psychedelic in a way um, this is all, all I can describe it is as trippy. Um, I really enjoy it. I think it pops. I think you've got the nature on one side and then you've got the like experimentation trippiness on the other. Uh, they've got the bear on all of the cans pretty much. I'm a big animal lover. JB big bear as the chargers call him would appreciate that as well. I'm going to give this brewery and these cans an 8.4 out of 10 for the artwork. I think it's dope. I think it's very eye-catching. As I said, gotta love animals. Where often do you see a bear with antlers? 
And I'm giving it an extra point because the logo just shifted and it's a little bit different now. We unfortunately don't have it in front of us, but instead of a bear drinking out of a river, it's a bear just sitting right there with the antlers just looking at you like, what's up? You going to drink this beer, motherfucker? So I think it's great. So for those reasons, I'm giving it an 8.4. And that is another great edition of Can Arts and Crafts. Joey Bosa. Welcome, bud. I want to, I don't want to give short shrift to some of the good initiatives and other things the brewery has going on. I did talk about their environmental work. And if you're on YouTube, you can see the tap room behind me featuring a giant mural of the sun, which says solar powered beer atop it. So that goes to what I was speaking about before. Since 1997, this brewery has also hosted the Boonville Beer Festival, and they continue to do it. The festival is held annually in the spring, features dozens of breweries from around North America, as well as uh, you know live music performances, the whole thing, uh, local foods, stuff like that. And all the proceeds from that are donated to local charities. So over the years, the brewery has done like millions of, you know, they, as of 2018, it was like $1.6 million they had donated to local Damn. charities. So it's probably been more than that. Not bad. Of course, this year, like last year, was canceled, but, you know, look forward to it coming back in 2022. So the brewery's dope. And then we should probably talk about what they got on tap. They got a lot of good stuff. Um, right off the bat, you know, all different styles, as you would imagine. Uh, but one thing that caught my eye very quickly and that I'm looking at right now. I think I know right where now, you're going. Ready? The, One, the, two, three. Black brew, rice. Uh, oh, no. Almost. We were we were there. Well, thought, I'll, let, I'll let you talk about the black rice, but I was talking about the Brute Extra Dry IPA, which is kind of sounds like, like the Brute Champagne. Um, as Brute is a sparkling wine designation for being very dry, this IPA, IPA's main attraction is the nice dry finish that is perfectly balanced by fruity esters and a crisp malt backbone. Backbone. It sounds dope. It looks dope. I want it. And that's that. I'm not going to talk about the black rice. I feel like I shot that opportunity in the foot. That's my bad. See, you it's started a, saying the B, and I was like, oh, my God, he's going to say, we're oh, there? No. no. It's it's a, it's a, the can art is dope because it's just a solid black can, and it's just a, yeah. it's a beer brewed with, brewed with black rice that happens to be 3.8% ABV oh, and wow. very low-calorie, low-carb, um, light little ale there. But, no, I want to talk about their barrel series because, oh, my yes, God, they got to. we have to. They got a barrel-aged old-fashioned, which is a, you know, cocktail and a beer. It reminds us of some beers we like back here from Two Roads. It's, you know, robust brown ale brewed with orange peel and Herzbucker hops. With Salted caramel porter. Fresh cherry puree. And then there's that one. Just like, I mean, come on. Like, Age. I, I, I don't even know what to play for it. Like, we'll, yay! We'll give it, we'll give it a yay. <laughs> we'll give it a... I already played Mike today, but yeah, it's just... <laughs> Age six months in bourbon barrels. I mean, age six months, age six months, age 12. Huge Arker is age 12 months. That's an imperial stout, right? Bourbon yeah, barrel, imperial, imperial stout. stout. Yeah, but Ooh. I mean, the salted caramel porter, though, it's a, a sweet porter. Then they brewed it with these crystal malts as well as sea salt to create flavors of... No, wait a minute. Peanut brittle. Hold on. You're losing me. Is that... Yeah. There's no peanut brittle in this. Why you gotta bring that up? Because there's That's peanut not, brittle. 
No, there's not. It's a salt. All right. Oh, that no, no, was no, no. unnecessary. To create flavors of peanut brittle. Yeah, it's flavors, but like why? You get... All right, whatever. The point is it's 9.5% <laughs> ABV. It looks off. delicious. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, hey, Anderson uh, Valley. Old fashioned in a can. You don't got to tell me twice. We're featuring sours, but they got so much more on tap. So check them out. If you have a minute um, or if you yeah. find yourself in the north, north of California, very far from San Diego. If you see a bear with antlers, you're in the right place. You're never. I don't think you're going to see that anywhere else. And uh, if you find yourself there, fall hornin' to you. Fall hornin'. All right, Gabe, we have to go. chose this topic very specifically we really yeah. whittled it down just because we wanted to talk more about bears so Here's we're staying the in the bear family it started off as like oh yeah this is funny let's talk about this and then it transitioned to oh yeah bears yeah that makes sense <laughs> i was trying to make it sound like we did this on purpose well we did uh, once we realized do you want to take this sure why not <laughs> um it's not every day that you wake up in the morning, you pour your fresh coffee, you're ready to take on the day, you're ready to go to work and really just be your A1 self. And you go to your car and you're apparently living in Tennessee and you go to your car and you realize there's a black bear in your car, just in your car, just chilling, just hanging out. Oh just my shooting God. Shit. Ew. Yeah, I know, Alexis, it is you, but let's talk about it. Uh, a Georgia teacher visiting Tennessee woke up one morning to find a bear had locked itself in her parked car. Bears are very smart, apparently. I've seen videos of them opening doors and opening car doors. It's not news to them. They can do this. But this is funny as hell. Uh, she had her door her doors unlocked. Um, she says he ripped the dash, my airbag, the radio is out. He went through my glove box. But apparently, there was a Luna bar and a pack of gum, which he didn't touch. Yeah, I don't know what he thought he was looking for or what he wanted out of that. I, my, <laughs> my first question, my initial question when I read about the damage was, your insurance cover that? <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. Hi, so <laughs> um, I had a bear in my car. They're like, yeah, okay, like whatever. Yeah, like, why? Like, who, um, would, who would buy this? Yeah, she woke up in the morning. She kept hearing honking, which, you know, makes sense. The bear was trying to get the, the GTFO oh, and yeah. the dog was going crazy. And she looked out and she saw the dog, you know, the car like bouncing around, shaking. She's like, holy shit, there's someone in there. And then she called the police and the police got there and realized it was a bear. They were able to get the bear out. The yes. bear Without hurting was unharmed. It. Yes. yes. Her they car. literally, the, 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 she called the police, they showed up, they unlocked it, they opened it a little bit, and then they all ran away, <laughs> and then they ran out. Uh, yeah, I would I would have used a fob <laughs> or something. I mean, yeah. yeah but So the, I like that the article ends with, folks, if you visit Gatlinburg, please make sure to lock your vehicle doors and don't leave food, as if this is like a major problem in that city. Like, exactly. as if this is like, this is like, a big issue in the Gatlinburg area of Tennessee. It's like, hey, if you visit our town, please lock your doors because our bears like to get inside cars. Our bears want to drive. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I think it's hilarious. Um, there's a video online of of she's. What's crazy is she's standing there filming it, and then she you see the bear run away, and it is a black bear. I've 
uh, come to find, and I've this is apparently this is a straight fact that black bears are the ones who are scared of people. If it was grizzly bear, you're done for it. You're dead. They're gonna kill you. But black bear, they're just like you know, you yell, they're running away. And yeah, black uh, bears are super skittish. I so we had a black bear visiting the uh, the old house over here oh, not yeah. too long ago. <laughs> Uh, making multiple appearances until we finally decided to stop tempting it with bird feeders. That's uh, what it was. He was getting in the bird feeders, right? Yes. Um, and But they are one sound. I mean, like we would, you know, be super quiet and just watch it on our deck for a while and then be like, all right, go. Because, I mean, it was like breaking the bird feeders. Yeah. But um, they're super skittish and they, they you know, People don't really die. For, I mean, you can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest approaching. No, God, said no. black bear. No, but this is a better case scenario than a grizzly. Although I'm not sure a grizzly would fit in her little Honda here. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I will never forget that day. I was like, oh, I got a Snapchat from Steven. I'll look at that later. And I look at it. It's just a video <laughs> of you just filming a black bear. That's like. Obviously, the I doors was, are shut, but he's, like, literally 10 feet from you, just, the, like, full, like, teenager grown size. I was like, yeah, I had I, that? The funny thing about that is I was filming it in, like, selfie mode on my Snapchat, and I'm holding the camera, and I'm, I've got the bear over my shoulder out the window, <laughs> and then the bear starts approaching me, yeah. and, like, the end of the snap is me, like, oh, sh-, and then he just see and it, then it cut cuts out. out. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that so, was wild. He he had himself a feast. Yeah, he oh, he had a meal. He sat down, he spread his legs, he laid out all the he they figured out he dumped the bird feet. I mean, they they're smart, they went to man. town. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah. So apparently they can get into the car. They can't get out of the car, but they can get into the car. Well, Mary Jane Yarbrough, uh, she's an art teacher. Um I hope you told this story to your students. I'm sure they would love it. I'm glad that you're okay. I'm glad no one got hurt, especially the bear. Everyone's fine. Yep, everyone's fine. Is hilarious. Which is what makes it funny. Yeah. Which if anyone makes, was hurt, it wouldn't which, be on our show. It wouldn't be on our last call. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. All right. We have to go. We will be back next week with another round. Until then. At the HL Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, hit us up. I am at Shakespeareist. Gabe is at GabeRaid67. You can find us over there, and uh, we'll see you next week for another round of June drinking. It's Ball too Hornet. hot in New York. <laughs>